0: Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips, and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at DiscoCuliaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Some color to the operation helps Sumitizing, pauses of Discoculia, 4Ps and 3Rs and growing research in Disco This is our podcast for week 31 of 2021. And we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you
1: so much for asking me back.
0: It is so good to have you here. It is so good to have you here because we have wonderful links and we like to have your views on our news. So that first link is about color to the operations. Now, what can we learn here?
1: Yes, uh, that's published by the British Psychological Society.
0: No less. No
1: less than that, yes. And they have confirmed in their research that when you add color to the operation symbols, it helps the student to increase their ability to solve the math problems. And I'm so happy that all our online platforms uh, provide a lot of different colors that I can write with. Yes. So. What they say here is that they had children solve math problems and uh, then when it was solved incorrectly they either just gave feedback or they gave feedback and colored the equation symbol to make it more clear oh, okay. and the results were that the students who also received the coloring improved significantly more than the ones who only received the numerical uh, feedback in black and white okay um, uh, i see this in my my daily work the kids it's need a thing. color it stands out and also it's important to stick to the same color code uh, for uh, certain numbers but also for the uh, operations Uh, Like if you do a minus or a negative number, we usually uh, grab a red uh, pencil and for the plus you can use a green or a blue, those type of things really help.
0: So now we need to get Microsoft to develop a keyboard that automatically colors those (laughs) operational symbols. Very, very good, very good, very good. Well, our next link talks about subitizing. What was that again?
1: Yeah, subitizing is a very important skill for developing number sense. Actually, it is uh, part of the number sense and and the activity of the number sense center. And basically we subitize when we instantly recognize a small group of objects as a number, how many there are, like three or five. If you hold up 5 fingers and you instantly know that it's 5 without having to count from 1. Right. That is subitizing. Okay. And this abil- ability to move away from counting objects 1 by 1 is an important component of early uh, numeracy. Now this article... Because that's how
0: they start. They start by counting it 1 by 1. Yeah. And then once they start subitizing that's when they know oh it's 3 or oh it's 5. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, but that's not the whole story. Okay. Um it is this ability to move away from looking at one thing at a time to making small groups. And even a group of two is important. Okay. Um now in this article, however, they also explain that there are stages that students progress through as they develop these sabotaging skills. Alright. So first there is the perceptual stage um, where they can recognize small groups and usually four or five is the maximum there. And perceptual means that those dots or whatever you're counting can be a little bit all over the place. They're not specifically organized in a visual pattern. Okay. Then there is the conceptual stage where you have a concept of the number they not only recognize small groups but it also combine it into a total and that's based on that you see a pattern so the most um, uh, known patterns are the patterns of our dice right and those patterns are there for a reason because we can all recognize them so fast that double three is six etc and that five is a four on the corners with one dot in the in The middle end uh-huh. okay, so that can be developed even more. This um, uh, way of superizing the uh, conceptual stage by making even more intricate patterns, and one of them is what we all know the 10 frame, right. So that helps those students to see how many there are, because it it gives you a frame, literally. It's important to recognize these stages so you can help your child to move from one to the other when uh, necessary. And let me just add a little thing here about subitizing. Um, I sometimes hear, oh yeah, you have dyscalculia, so you cannot subitize. That is uh, a little bit of a black and white um, approach kids with dyscochulia and, pre- and and adults too, can subitize, but it is harder for them, they are a little bit slower, and they make more mistakes and they have to start counting at a lower number where we can maybe subitize 6 and then for 7 we need to divide it in groups or start counting for somebody with dyscochulia, they immediately inst- uh, recognize like 3, maximum 4, and they already have to count at Five. So that is a, a more uh, okay. a, a more informative way of looking at it.
0: So this is why you would not have animals with dyscoculia. Because <laughs> they get eaten by the other group of animals because they don't figure out that the other when group is larger. Run, yeah. <laughs> okay, well our next link is about the cause of dyscoculia. Here we go. Are we still unsure about that? We've Uh, talked about this a couple of times.
1: Yes, of course. Scientists are still arguing. Our our body of knowledge is growing, but it's obviously far from complete. And you know scientists, they keep digging and digging. I know. Um, There are, at this moment, two main theories about what causes this coculia. And I think I've mentioned that once more. Uh, One theory says that there's a problem with the perception of non-symbolic quantities, which in... Easy language means um, you struggle to see how many things there are. So not written down numerals, but actual things that you can pick up or point at. And this is called the core deficit hypothesis. So the other theory believes there's a problem is the translation or processing of the numerical representation of quantity. Right. So a representation is like a written numeral or a tally mark. Yeah, it's not the actual thing, and that is what they call the excess deficit hypothesis. When well,
0: they cannot translate that 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 numeral into actual things.
1: Yes, it's not okay. mapped together in the right. brain. Right. Okay. Uh,
0: they okay. Say. So two theories here. So do we care?
1: Um, well, for us as practitioners and tutors. It does make a difference in the treatment. However, as the debate is still waging, we try to work on both issues right. and remediate them uh, basically together. That's why we always say you need to do multi instruction. Yes. It continues to be a wonderful topics, topic and I, I would love to see much more research uh, done on this. Obviously, you can imagine. I yes, those yes, yes
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now our next link is mysterious. It says four p's and three r's. What, the, what is that? Uh, the three r's. Shake them, not stir them. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's another math website with uh, three blue and and uh, sorry, three brown and one blue. <laughs> That's at a different level. I love that, by the way. Okay. That? So this comes from an article written by Lauren Hampshire Dell from the UK, and she's mm-hmm. trying to improve teaching. With a number of recommendations, and she explains them in this article. Her Ps are positivity, purpose, passion, and praise.
0: Oh, how lovely!
1: Wonderful, wonderful. And her Rs are responsibility, reward, and a range of activities. Wow, oh, that's cool. Now the explanations are all in the and and examples are all in that article. Right. If you feel your teaching could use a little boost for the next school year. Go ahead and uh, read the full article. It's um, well meant, and I think will be effective when uh, when teachers adopt. Yes, from if all this the teachers approach, would, would what, work what with what that, yeah, for
0: them. it sounds like nothing is wrong with that. Well, that already brings us to the last link for this week, uh, and it's about the growing research in Disco What well, Can we learn here?
1: Well, as we were just talking about the. Uh, lack of research in dyscalculia. Here's a page put together by the dyscalculia blog with reference to the growing body of research on dyscalculia. And maybe a slow growth um, compared to uh, the number of articles that come out on other learning uh, disabilities like uh, dyslexia and ADHD. But the positive message here is that the research is growing and we can all enjoy the outcomes, uh, so we can further um, enhance the approach we choose in the remediation of dyscoculia. And what I see time and again is that uh, early screening and remediation is, uh, is key.
0: Key to the operation. Well, thank you Dr. Schroeder for your insights. Lovely always to have you here. We hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services. Now, as you have heard, she's totally into the research uh, into Discoculia and the causes and the uh, and the, uh, the the remedies that you can have for it. And uh, with that, she has developed and put all her knowledge into a number of uh, online trainings, and you can access all those trainings if you go to discoculiatraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com, and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and
1: until next week, you can count on us.